0: Welcome to the podcast, Christopher Gill. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I look forward to talking to you. Amazing. Um, yeah, so before we dive right into things, I would love to hear and for the listeners to hear a little bit about your the nature of your work, a little bit about your background, and um, yeah, what are some of the things that you've been researching and studying for for decades?
1: Yes, decades. Well, I've written. I've been most interested in in the interface between ethics and psychology, and I've been working on that for a long time. Um, I'm a classicist, so I I know most about ancient ancient philosophy, but I'm that is ancient Greek and Roman philosophy. But I do try and relate it, um, where possible, to modern ideas and modern experience. Um, So I've written books about self and personality in uh, ancient Greece, uh, Greek literature and philosophy, Homer, Greek tragedy, Plato. Um, And then I've also written about the subject of of ethics and psychology, the interface between that in the um, later period, the Hellenistic world, in connection with Stoicism, Epicureanism, and Roman writers. Uh, I've written about ethics and psychology in um, the interface between medicine, ancient medicine and and ancient philosophy, especially Galen, the medical writer, Galen, second century CE, and Stoicism. And most recently, I've been writing about... Stoicism. So my most recent book, I don't know if this will be visible. Will it be visible? No, it's not visible. No, it's anyway, it's it's Learning to Live Naturally, Stoic Ethics and Its Modern Significance. And that's probably the book that's going to be most relevant to our discussion today and various things that I've written about that. Um, and you might say, well, what guided the sort of passage from one topic to another <laughs> And um, well, I suppose it's really chronological. I mean, I mean, to a large extent, it's chronological. I started with with classical Greece, early and classical Greece. Homer is the first poet, and and so on. And then I worked forward to Hellenistic Greece, which comes after classical Greek thought in the third century BCE, um, and Partly that. And also, I suppose partly, I've I've focused more recently, I focused on authors um, that I could potentially, whose ideas I could adopt. Mm-hmm. And I've done a lot of work in my life on Plato, but the more I think about Plato, the more reservations I have about various aspects of his thought. Um, And whereas the Stoics, I find less reservations, I feel that one could actually uh, live a Stoic life and adopt Stoic ideas without as many reservations as with Plato. Um, I mean, for instance, Plato has this great tendency to divide the body and the mind Mm -hmm. and 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 ideal forms and truth and the world particularities and, and the Stoics don't do that. They're much more holistic. Um, they 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 situate the the, the mind within the body, um, and they situate they see that truth is something uh, and and the ideal is something that's embodied in the world. So I find their their more unified and holistic approach uh, more congenial. So that's why I've tended to work on, on stoicism most recently. I don't have to keep on uh, uh, explaining <laughs> yeah. away features of Plato that I don't like so much. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm yeah, happy to dive into some of the more recent stuff and especially around stoicism, have lots of questions for you. And it feels like there's a lot of interesting aspects of your work that I would love to explore. Um, I think as a starting point, I would love to hear you speak a little bit on, um, yeah, you talk about the care for self, care for others, and care for world. There's this kind of like triple. And what I found fascinating was how you speak about how the care for others um, isn't Essentially, the same as altruism, where it's is like in our modern culture, at least mm-hmm. from how I was understanding how you were speaking about it was that modern cultures tends to see care for others as inherently good inherently altruistic, and you were mm-hmm. actually saying that potentially um it could be good or it could be bad and the same for care for self it could be done in a virtuous way or a non virtuous way, so I'd love to hear you talk about you know like. What does it look like to, to care for self, to care for others in a way that is based on virtue and ethics rather than just like having this duality of uh, altruism or egoism and kind of pitting those against each other? And it, I would, yeah, it feels to me like you have a quite nuanced and very, um, yeah, nuanced way of understanding how we're showing up for self and others in the world. Um, and I would love to hear you um, share a little bit about, you know, the Stoic perspective on that or and how you're relating to that these days.
1: OK, so let me just sort of talk a bit a bit about those respective contrasts, first of all. Yeah. So a very familiar, a very familiar contrast in, in modern thought is is this the idea there is we have the idea that people are, as it were, basically selfish, but that they can be led. By, by moral education uh, or by religion or whatever it might be, to um to a better state of mind, and that would be caring, that would be caring for others, that would be altruism. Mm-hmm. And these tend to be presented as a kind of binary contrast. So, you know, it's it's either you're thinking about yourself, egoism, bad, or you're thinking about other people, altruism, good. Now the I mean, it isn't actually just Stoicism, but 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 in the ancient world, that's not how things tend to be divided. Um, the contrast is between virtue and vice, between doing living badly and living well, and and you can live well both in the choices that you make that that, that relate to, to yourself, to your actions uh to your how you eat how you drink how you perform all the activities that are part of being an agent or you can live well or badly in relation to others um um that you know that is you will you will you will treat them unjustly or you will lack courage or you will lack wisdom in the way you treat towards them so the whole map as it were is being divided up rather differently the map is centered on virtue versus vice rather than on self and others. And this has a lot of very interesting implications because there is a, a sort of problem about it. well there's several problems about altruism. Um, okay, so we're supposed to be care, we're, we're supposed to not care about ourselves, but only to care about other people. And yet then you might ask, well, what happens? what about the, the attitude of other people towards us? Are they also meant to care about us rather than about themselves? Well, okay, fine. Well, perhaps that's the way they're meant to care. But then suddenly we've got quite a different picture now, don't we? If you combine those two things, we have a kind of reciprocity. We have a kind of mutual care, um, but of a rather odd kind. So one kind of care is okay, and another kind of care is not okay. I think there are huge problems, really, with... With the altruism model, um, we're meant to we're meant to think about other people, not ourselves. And yet, those other people are only me- uh, um, are not meant to be thinking about themselves too. It's there's a kind of you know odd d- disparity about all this. It's also utterly unrealistic because you know I think you know every everybody's born into the world as as a you know as a kind of unit, um, mm-hmm. and yet we're also born into the world enmeshed with relationships you know so we're a single organism you know i've only got one body but 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 i wouldn't my my body wouldn't have come into the world if i didn't have a a mother and a father and if i hadn't been brought up by them and 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 my life shaped by by them and by my family and by all the people around me so i think the the whole idea of of just you know selfishness versus care for others is 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 lacking in a kind of natural realism if you like mm-hmm. so um yeah does that help to make you know, make a start anyway um
0: yeah yeah absolutely so i would yeah it's definitely yeah that's a great start i would love to hear so what i'm getting is that in our modern culture, there's this like egoism, bad, altruism, good. Yes. And then you started talking a little bit about verse uh, virtues and vices as a sort of alternative. I would love to hear you like uh, elaborate a little bit on the virtues and vices thing. Like what does it look like to live according to virtues? And maybe, maybe that means focusing on art on oneself more than others for a little bit of time. develop those virtues or or like what is the reciprocal relationship of embodying these virtues in self and in participating in community and collectives
1: yes i don't right okay so okay so what how do we learn about the virtues and and how do we express them
0: or uh, yeah a good place to start Uh, is like what what, I think you mentioned like four main virtues or like yes, exactly. what are these exactly. virtues that we're actually embodying in the first place? That could be a sure. great start too.
1: Sure. Okay. So the Stoics, um, since we're mainly talking about them, operate with, with four cardinal virtues, uh, wisdom, courage, um, um, temperance or moderation or self-control and justice, And people sometimes say, oh, well, why why these virtues? What about all the other virtues? But the point about these virtues is that they're kind of generic virtues. They cover whole areas of human experience. So wisdom uh, covers the area of of, um, rational understanding or understanding generally. Um, Courage deals with the area of how we deal with with danger and also with, with our aspirations. Uh, temperance or moderation uh, covers the area of our desires and emotions, and justice covers our relations with other people, how we relate to other people. Um, And justice isn't just a matter of, as it were, legality, though it can be that, um, uh, uh, and doing what's right. It's also, um, and and the, the Stoics would situate generosity, for instance, Uh, unforced generosity as being part of justice. So these are kind of four ways of mapping the whole areas of human experience. And if we think about, about any one of these virtues, they all involve, as it were, relations towards oneself and relations towards others. So if you think about courage, for instance, uh, courage is partly concerned with with danger and how you how you deal with danger. It's also concerned with what our overall objectives are. Now, danger is something that both affects us as individuals, but it also affects us um, as families or members of communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, danger isn't you know you can't say well is it about me. Or is it about other people? Well, no, it's about both. It's about it's about it's about me as a, a member of um, a member of society, as a, as a member of my family, as 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 a member of my nation, and all and all those things are connected. Um, so I think the it, it, the the, the it's, as soon as you st- actually start looking at, at any one virtue and how it's operating. And, and what it what it includes um you you recognize that, that that there are different you know that there are both self-related and other related aspects so it isn't that you know on Wednesday I'm only exercising self-related virtues and then on Thursday I you know sort of um look out of the window and decide oh I've got to exercise <laughs> some other related virtues any given virtue has these different aspects to it. Um, mm-hmm. Even though you might be doing one on on your own, you might be going out to fight, you know, on your mm-hmm. own. But of course, it, you're not fighting typically for yourself. You're fighting for for your family, for your children, for your, you know, really? and so on. So, so it cuts. It's all a question of how you cut a, you know, how you cut the sli- <laughs> slices of reality, as it were. And and how they how they bear on each other, but I, I think that the ancient way is in fact much more um, much more realistic in many ways, um, um, and the Stoic way in particular, um, and the, the 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 tendency to, to contrast very sharply selfishness and other relatedness is 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 both artificial and and doesn't quite get you know take us far in far enough into um as a reality of 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 ethical experience
0: absolutely um yeah and i and i've heard you speaking a bit on this in some of your lectures as well um when you speak on caring for nature You speak about caring, uh, you speak about how ultimately we are a part of nature. And so like, if we're that, uh, I'm trying to remember how exactly you said it, but basically our happiness depends on the flourishing of nature in some fundamental way. And it felt like I wanted to bring that in here because it, um, I was getting I'm curious to hear, and this might be a little bit of a detour, so take it where you may, but like how identity plays into this, because um, if I identify myself as this individual agent separate from, the collective from any of these communal things. And there's going to be this really hard distinction in my mind between self, like uh, caring for self and caring for other. And what I'm almost hearing and what you're saying is this sense of like our identity as a self is also part of identity as participating in a community. So who I am, like if I'm caring for myself, I'm caring for the ways that I'm participating in community participating in family All of these things, and so I'm almost getting this sense that it's a like an identity level thing of how how am I identifying with myself as as part of this collective, as part of nature, um, and then seeing that the flourishing of the community or the flourishing of nature supports Mm -hmm. my individual flourishing. I don't know if that fully was coherent, but I'm curious what that brought up in you and kind of seeing how um, our ethics and choice making. Mm -hmm. is shaped by how we identify ourselves as parts of community um and nature
1: yes no i i I see exactly what you're saying yeah let perhaps i could refer back to some of my earlier work and i uh, i one of the images i used in talking about greek thought generally was the idea of the self in dialogue um of course, when we use words like self in the, in the modern era, we tend to often think of, it, of the self as something rather isolated, you know, the, the I. It's, it's all about the I or the inner, kind of inner inner I, you know, and, uh, the letter I. <laughs> I. Right. This person, or um, the I that looks out at the world, <laughs> the various sorts of eyes, But we do tend to, there's a tendency to think of I as the self, as something unitary um, and I think in the ancient world there's a, uh, the, 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 if, to the extent that they have a notion of self, it's much more um, it's much more um, that of uh, somebody who is engaged in a kind of ongoing dialogue with others, that the self mm-hmm. e- exists as a, the self is in dialogue, the self is a kind of interlocutor. The self is is someone engaged in a kind of ongoing inter, uh, conversation. So it isn't that we have to, you know, there's a self and there's society. No, we're all part of society. We're all participants in society. We're all we're sharing in society. Society isn't a sort of great umbrella that's quite distinct from us. We are uh, we are we make up the the umbrella by our participation. So it, one, one image I use is of the, the self as engaged in three different kinds of dialogue. There's a dialogue between, as it were, and psychological aspects between aspects of the self, which are going on within us. Um, there is dialogue with others, an ongoing dialogue with others. And a third kind of dialogue is shared reflection, shared reflection about the world. We We t- sometimes tend to, contrast uh dealing with others and 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 so on with uh, and and direct engagement with reflection but no i think the greeks tend to think of reflection uh, and thought theoretical work as itself a kind of partnership the platonic dialogues everything takes place in a dialogue mm-hmm. so thinking is something that you do with others you 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 solve problems you address problems you tackle the meaning of life with others. And, and so that's that's a sort of larger uh, a picture that that um perhaps might be helpful. And I think that idea does apply also in largely in Stoicism too. Mm-hmm. But I think that the further dimension that that I've tended to bring in with, with Stoicism and, and their great interest in nature is 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 that uh, there is also the natural world, a further, if you like, and a further dimension of our mm. kind of dialogue is also the dialogue that, that, that reflects the fact that we're not merely humans. Um, well, we are, we are humans, but humans, human beings, are part of the world. We are mm. an integral part of the world. Um, and this is something they, uh, the, the Stoics are, are very strongly aware of. Mm. So, um, and so the dialogue the dialogue between these three parts, the part of the dialogue within ourselves, the dialogue with others, and reflective dialogue, can be in a sense extended to taking into account of nature and I can say a bit more perhaps you perhaps you'd like to say something uh, and then I can say a bit more about 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 what the Stoics think about nature and and how this relates
0: yeah i would lo- I would love to hear more about the stoic relationship to nature in in that and what's coming up one question that was coming up was yeah i mean it feels like in our modern society it's there's so much of a focus on individualism in becoming successful as an individual uh in, in dissonance with the whole or or like separate from from nature or from society and so i'm wondering yeah like it feels like your work to me has a lot of implications on uh, countering this belief that the individual is the most real thing or that the, that, that um, like individual success as seems to be almost the highest like value in, in modern society, or at least that's what I've experienced is like individual success right. as being of the utmost importance. And so yeah. it, I I would love to explore how like potentially um, but your work on Stoicism and the perspectives that you're bringing forth almost seem to counteract that, or provide a an alternative to seeing the self, the individual as the only, as as an isolated unit, and trying to achieve success for that isolated unit.
1: Sure. Well, there's 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 a couple of things. Let, let's talk. Can I talk a bit of, first of all about the, the Stoics or the value system? Um, yeah, then we can go on to talk about 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 nature in a broader sense. Absolutely. Okay, so the Stoics have a, a very useful um, distinction, which they well. Let's say what what do the Stakes think we re- basically want to do or be? What do we want to do with our lives? What what is it that we most want? Okay, well we what we most want. This is actually a general ancient view: is happiness. OK, we, we, what we most want is happiness, uh, which they, they in, in Greek, that's eudaimonia. That's this word, eudaimonia. And and the, the Stoics think, OK, we all want happiness. Um, but what is happiness? <laughs> what is happiness? And by happiness, they tend not to mean a state of mind. We tend to think of happiness as a state of mind. If we could just get to that state of mind, we'd be happy. Stoics think of happiness as a way of living. So, so happiness is is so what what we most want is is to live in a certain way. Um, so then the question is, what is the happy life? And the answer that they give is that it's that they're well they give several answers, but but one answer is the life according to virtue. It's the virtuous life. They think that is the happy life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they also think it's the life according to nature. Um, and then you might say, well, okay, <laughs> um, well, there's various questions now, but 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 what is when you say according to nature, according to what nature? Well, there's two main ideas the Stoics have in mind. One is according to human nature, the happy life is the best human life. If we live the best possible life as a human being, mm-hmm. then we will be. Happy um, and happy also. By the way, the Stoics also think that state of mind is important, but they think the state of mind follows the way you live. That if you live what they call the happy life, then you'll also have peace of mind and psychological unity and a sense of well-being. But those things you can't, there's no good searching for them on their own. You've got to get the best kind of life first as it were, you've got to aim at living in a certain way and then mm-hmm. that will carry with it the state of mind but if you aim at the state of mind you'll just end up in a in a corner or you'll you'll end up in a in a, in a blind alley because it doesn't you know it has no content mm-hmm. so okay so 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 the life of happiness is partly the life according to human nature and then human nature they tend to describe in two ways Um, They think that human beings have two characteristics in relation to other animals. They think we are animals, but but animals of a certain kind. Um, One is uh, human beings are characterized by rationality. Our lives are pervaded by a certain kind of ability to reason and and to make judgments. Um, And that makes our lives different. The other aspect is um, sociability. that that sociability is not something that's, 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 that's artificial to us or added on to our nature, it's an integral part of our nature. So it's the combination of rationality and sociability that make up what it is to be human. So the happiness then, the life according to nature is in part living according to the best kind of human nature, which is living according to rationality and sociability combined, and that is living also, that is also living according to the virtues. And if we do that, then that also brings with it the sense of well-being and coherence and uh, satisfaction, if you like, that we, we more commonly associate with happiness.
0: Do you you see this more as a striving for the virtues rather than like in achieving them? Is it like a constant process, a dynamic process of consistently trying to come into alignment with them?
1: Yes, it is. That is how the Stoics see it. So it isn't as if, Oh gosh, I'm now 16. I ought to be, I ought to have all the virtues, you know, um, or gosh, now I'm 18 or, 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 you know, Oh, Gosh, uh, twenty-two. Now you know. So I'm, I've got the virtues. So that's it. Okay, it's over. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> now I'm wise, brave, uh, uh, um, temperate, and just. And well, I just have to kind of, you know, I just have to perform these 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 various. Styles. No, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. No, these are ideals that we work towards, mm-hmm. and we don't know at any given time how far we've got. You might say, oh, dear, that's not very good. I want to know exactly, you know, have I reached level three? Um, <laughs> oh, no, maybe I've reached level five. It isn't like that. No, these are ideals. They're, they're ide- that's, they have this idea of the wise person. And people think, oh, well, that's pretty useless. What is this wise person? The wise person so That's what each of us are. It's what each of us are at our best. So, so. So the wise person, okay, so so yes, it's a matter of aspiration. So so to have the you don't have the virtues, the virtues are um part are part of the fabric of, of our objectives uh, at any given time. And that's not problematic because human beings are the kind of animals that that live with objectives in mind the whole time. We have objectives. Uh, you were saying earlier about the the idea is a lot of people just live with the idea of of success and that's an objective, but mm-hmm. what you want to do, the Stoics think, is to get a better understanding of what the really worthwhile objectives are. That's mm-hmm. what matters. Um, by the way, I, just just staying with values and before we get to nature as a whole, totally. Um, a, another distinction that the, the the Stoics draw, which is a really useful one, is between um the virtues and what they call indifference um indifference are the things that don't really ultimately matter as well they don't matter in the way that the virtues matter so the virtues determine whether or not we're living well or living badly full stop now the indifference are things that we, uh, at least the preferred indifference, are things that we naturally want to have. We naturally want money. Uh, We naturally want, if you like, success. We want relationships. We want property. Uh, We can't do without these things. These are are the stuff of human life. Mm -hmm. Of course, we want these things. That's what human beings naturally want. But they don't you can you can add them all together and they won't make the happy life they won't make a life according to virtue they won't make the best possible human life just acquiring money or acquiring success or, or acquiring a partner by itself it doesn't confirm happiness it doesn't confer happiness. it doesn't make you living a good life you know you could you could have we know we have many examples of this we have people of enormous wealth
2: Mm -hmm.
1: they completely lack the virtues right right wisdom courage and so on we see these people all the time Uh, and they are us too we are we are those people um um so 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 that's what what makes the difference is living well is living wisely is living justly is living courageously Mm -hmm. it's 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 and so and then, of course, whether you have the success, the worldly success, or whether you don't have it, at some level doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it might be that, you know, at, at time one, you're fantastically rich. And, you, and, and, and then at time two, you know, five years later, you're not fantastically rich. But you still might be leading a good human life. Mm-hmm. You might be, be exercising the virtues. You're just doing so in a different way. So that's why um, the ethic, the ethos of success is, is wrong, is misguided, because it's focusing on what the Stoics would call a preferred indifference. It's focusing on something that doesn't really make the difference between happiness and its absence.
0: And so I'm I'm getting this distinction here, and I'm trying to like connect the dots of like eudaimonia being yes. being striving striving for virtues or, well or...
1: eudaimonia technically is is getting there so you're getting okay it's getting there but we're <laughs> so we're striving to happiness so we're striving, striving for it we're striving we're striving for the virtues but 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 the process of striving isn't just a sort of uh endlessly pointless search for something we're never going to get any better i mean it is it it we make the Stoics have this idea of making progress. We mm-hmm. make progress. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Um, again, you might say, "Well, I, I want to know exactly how far I'm getting." Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Life isn't yeah. like that. It just isn't like that. But, uh-huh. but striving, making progress, is crucial, and a sense of making progress is crucial.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and so The so Is
1: is the goal? The virtues of the goal. And so what we're aiming at is, and and it's this goal-directedness is crucial Mm -hmm. because the the goal-directedness is towards the virtuous life and not the goal-directedness towards money, Mm -hmm. success, property, or indeed relationships on their own because you can say, oh, well, you know, great. I've got, you know, I've got this most fantastic partner, you know, I mean, she's transformed my life. But actually, if you're st- if you're morally a complete mess, this relationship will be a disaster.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and you and and you might say, oh good, I've got, you know, I've got I've got a wife and two kids. Everything's fine. I've I've got it, you mm-hmm. know, I've got I've got it. Um, and it could still be a disaster because you won't be living a good human life. You won't be living according to the virtues.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's all about it's so what the Stoics and what the Greeks call the telos, the goal, is a very crucial. So it's the goal. What you form is your goal is, is absolutely crucial.
0: Absolutely. And so indifference. Yes. I'm getting this like this like yeah. uh pitting to pitting against each other of like mm. eudaimonia and indifference. And I'm seeing like yeah. indifference as like having objectives that are not the virtues. Mm or, or yes. moving towards something that is yes. not yes. Uh, wisdom courage justice temperance yes. and
1: exactly. what the thing about the indifference is people think they are the good people think that 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 getting the money is is going to be is by itself going to be good or oh. getting success is going to be the good the good is the life according to virtue the right. life according so it's getting a, a correct understanding of what actually is good, that is what has intrinsic
0: value. Right, right. Because and because it, to the person that's because to the person that's striving for money, that to them feels like the best thing or the that feels like the right thing it, to strive exactly, for. Exactly, exactly.
1: So the striving is for so money equals the good, and that's what you strive for.
0: And um, so and so from what you're saying is that that's an inaccurate view of what the good actually is.
1: Yes, on the state view it is. Yes, uh, it is. Uh. It's a complete mistake. And the, the if, if you want an example of that uh, well <laughs> there's the famous example of Midas, the Midas touch, you know, Midas uh, was somebody who um, he's a mythical figure. But Midas okay, so he 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 was somebody who thought that money conferred happiness or money was the good. Mm-hmm. And so someone said to him, Well, would you like to be in a in a, in a, uh, would you would you like it that that everything you touched turned to gold? And and so he said, Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so suddenly he finds that everything he touches turns to gold. And then he tries to take a drink of water and <laughs> and it turns <laughs> to gold. <laughs> He tries oh. to eat something, and it turns to gold. Yeah. <laughs> so the Midas the Midas touch is 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 that money has you know, and and that's what happens to people mm-hmm. who make money into the good. Everything turns to gold, but it, they turn, they find that actually they can no longer live uh, because mm-hmm. it blocks out all sorts of reality. You can't have normal relationships you can't um nothing has the value that it would normally have and so on so it's kind of metaphor for mm-hmm. for a life that's been corrupted by the love of money
0: totally totally and and i'm uh yeah and i'm sitting with this what well, you talk about like ethical development like uh, uh yes. the development uh you talk, you're, speaking on how we can develop and become more wise, more courageous, more just, there's like a developmental yes. scale here. And maybe we can't measure exactly like how wise or how courageous, mm-hmm. but but that doesn't mean that there's no developments. And so I'm trying to tie this into the nature or the um, identity right. as community aspect. Right. And, I, and I'm wondering if you have that, that connection.
1: Um well which do you want me to talk about the community or do you want me to talk about nature as a whole um
0: let's start with community, community? let's start yeah. with community how does ethical okay. development what is like because okay. ethical development implies like lesser or greater and so like okay. what would be like this lesser ethical relationship to community or a greater a greater developed ethical relationship to community
1: Okay. Um, well, let's first of all just think. Yes, let's go back to. Uh, we talked earlier about care for oneself, mm-hmm. um, and the Stoics do talk about care for oneself, and they think one form of care for oneself is just realizing the point I just made earlier about indifference and virtues that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, now, now let's go back a bit. So, mm-hmm. care for oneself is first of all. They think that the stoic. We are naturally inclined to go for what they call the preferred indifference. We are naturally inclined, as human beings, to go towards um, uh, uh, money, status, you know, houses, relationships. Um, we're the kind of animals that that that, that, that because these are. As I said before, these are the stuff of human life. If we don't engage in in, if we don't have these as, in some sense, objectives, um, then well, it's hard to know what kind of life we're leading. Really, we we'd just be like one of these, you know, so the, these people who go and live in the desert and live on poles or something. I mean, so these are this is the stuff of human life. So we do we are naturally inclined to want these kind of things, but the the the, the primary form of development that that falls under self care is recognizing that is that the, that these things are, are indifferent and they they're, they're not the good but so that 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 recognition that that gradual and progressive recognition is something that uh is fundamental to self care now okay you then say well how does this relate to care for others Well, any of these indifference have, um, if you like, a self-related aspect or an other related aspect. So when we want, say, uh, typically when we want property, supposing we want to acquire property, we want to acquire money. We're not normally thinking of ourselves just as a kind of isolated unit. Um, but, but, But we want these things for the people who share our lives. So you want you want to get a job, you want to get an income, but and of course you you might then be a, just a, a, a single adult on your own, but 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 normally you've 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 been brought out by a family. Uh, you might still be living with that family, um, or you might have formed your own family. Um, and so indifference, I normally have uh, something that relates with both as as a, a self and as as somebody who cares for others. So acquiring indifference and making these indifference part of your life is normally both a self-related and an other-related activity. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, okay, so that's just indifference. So the indifference are both self and other-related. Then when you, as you develop the virtues, so you're trying to develop uh, you're develop, trying to develop in such a way that you are choosing you're you're selecting with wisdom or you're selecting with courage or you're selecting with temperance or you're selecting um, um with justice um and so you're and so you're trying to um you're trying to um you're trying to shape your life according to the the application of of the virtues mm. um that's that's the the, the sort of um that's 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 what development means. It's a gradual shaping of, of your life in terms of uh, in terms of the virtues. A very useful text here is um Cicero's work on duties. Uh Cicero wasn't a stoic, but he was a very good communicator of stoic ideas. And book one of the, book one of the on duties um talks about all this in great detail. He he talks about the four virtues, what they are. And then what are the kind of actions that help us to that that, 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 that that help us to live our lives according to each of the virtues, and then how these connect with each other. And also, so that's part of it, is trying to make our lives shaped according to a gradual understanding of the virtues.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is at the same time a matter of developing a correct attitude towards the so-called indifference so part of 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 wisdom is having a correct understanding of of how you deal with money with with um, with property with fame and so on
2: mm-hmm.
1: so th- these these go together um cicero's book 2 of on duties is is in fact all about fame or not all about fame but a great deal of it is about fame um because he was a, um, a politician. He was a very well-known politician. And of course, fame, public reputation is, is of the essence for a, for a politician. So he talks at great length about what the about, what about fame. But the, the the point he makes is that the, the, the only fame that's worth having is fame that is based on living your life according to the virtues. So if you live your life according to the virtues, he thinks you know, ideally at any rate, it's that 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 will produce um fame and reputation and public support. And it's the only worthwhile kind of fame that's worth mm, it. Yeah. So so celebrity, okay, you want to be a celebrity, well the the, the having celebrity by itself is worthless. Now, but it, but it could be worth something if yeah. if what you're really trying to do is to lead a good life, and yeah. that and that that becomes known, and and you might say, well, it's being known is of no importance. Well, it is of no importance in a way, but it could also help you to achieve certain objectives uh-huh. that that, that you that you're trying to you're trying to use the virtues in a way. So when you have these podcasts, you're trying to exercise the virtues in a way that that will 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 arouse an audience and the audience may become engaged in what you think are worthwhile activities mm-hmm. and so you're using your 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 you're, you're trying ethan to, to develop a correct attitude towards the indifference instead terms and to develop the virtues is this beginning to make a bit more split of sense or? yeah
0: yeah absolutely what i'm what i'm hearing From you and what I'm noticing is, like, it's easy, or at least I have this instinct of like it's easy to see the virtues as good and everything indifference as bad, and to create that as a very like distinct polarity. What I'm hearing and what you're saying is there's there's a little bit more nuance to it where it's not that the indifferences are bad, but that pursuing them for their own sake is bad, and that that pursuing the virtues if the end, like we, like you're saying, we still need a house to live. You still need to like put food on the table. So you're going to need money. And like, and, and so what I'm hearing is like in pursuing the virtues, there will still be the indifferences as like aspects of your life. But what's important is that the virtues are the objectives and not the indifferences. And so if I'm pursuing wisdom and arouse fame in the process then as long as virtue is the objective, that that's not a bad thing necessarily, the fame is coming afterwards or as a byproduct of the pursuit of wisdom, as long as I don't start liking the fame too much and then make that my objective instead of the wisdom.
1: Exactly. So as long as fame doesn't become like Midas's gold. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And it... it, uh, all you all you so all you want is the fame, and then suddenly everything claws. <clears throat> um well the way they put it, the stakes put it is that that the indifference are neither good nor bad, okay, so there's what's good, which is virtue, what's bad is vice, and living badly, living a you know a life that's 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 without the virtues, and which also the stakes would think is a mess because they think that that vice is 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 is, is, has any structure or organisation, mm-hmm. but the virtue, the indifference, are neither good nor bad. They're neither good nor bad. They 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 can contribute to a good life if they're well used, and they can contribute to a bad life if they're bad used. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that really makes a lot of sense. But now you've been out, trying to get to nature as a whole. Okay, so the other way of the other way of understanding happiness is is so is a we have the life according to nature okay so happiness is the life according to nature life uh, we have the life according to human nature and we have the life according to the nature of the whole well what is the whole what is the whole what is nature well um okay so the stoics have a world view which we probably wouldn't share um but I'll say what it is um, because it is their their view. The Stoics think that the world is like, um, it is if you like animate, it's it's pervaded with life. Mm -hmm. So the universe is a kind of animate entity. It's pervaded with life, what they call pluma, um which is kind of fiery air so that the world is is animate actually it's not such a crazy idea a but So the world is animate. So we don't have as it were human beings and then the universe, which is just a thing. So the universe is is animate, it's animated by by life, by vitality, And in their terms, it's it's pervaded by God, and then we think, oh God, but but this God isn't separate from the world and doesn't create the world. This God is the world. This God is embodied within the world. So God is that which is actualized um, in everything, in all forms of life, in all forms of um, uh, activity, so their god is more like a sort of um, energy, right? like <laughs> a kind of energy and force which runs through the world as a whole. Um, but they also believe that this, the world is not merely, as it were, ethically neutral, but the world is good. The world is good in a variety of ways. Um, And one of the ways in which the world is good is that the world is good in that it enables the world or nature enables everything within the world Mm -hmm. to exist and to flourish. So nature is an embodied principle of vitality that enables things to flourish and to realize their own flourishing, uh, to realize their own eudaimonia, in fact. Including human beings, um, so God, the energy of God isn't God doesn't have you know God hasn't it's not a person really and doesn't have his or its own objectives. Its its objectives are to enable the world to exist as a coherent, vital inner uh, uh, energy expressing totality. But it's a totality of everything within the world, including material, including um, sea, land, air, um, the stars, the world, vegetation, animals, human beings. We form a totality, a connected totality. Mm -hmm. So that's the Stoic view of nature. Um, And of course, some of it we don't. We we find difficulty with, but but actually, in in many ways, it makes perfectly good sense. The idea of a, a kind of the, the the world or universe as a coherent whole. So living, okay. So what's that going to do with with human happiness? Well, to live a happy life is to live, live a life that is like the universe in certain crucial respects. For instance, the universe is is um, has directed energy. It has energy that's directed in, this, in a certain way um, that has a clear objective and focus. It is positive and creative. It's, it's, it's working to, towards creation of something. Um, the, the, the nature is also a source of care of what the Stoics call providential care. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the universe cares for us And the way it cares for us is by enabling us as human beings to lead a flourishing human life. And we do so as part of nature as a whole. So we live, we we are part of the world, but then so are also the animals and vegetables and the rocks and the sea and the air. (laughs) So the universe or the world, is the cosmos it is the order that is embodied in this total entity Mm -hmm. nature so living according to nature is living with the same kind of qualities as it were that nature or god has um a focused and directed energy um, but also care an expression of care care for our own lives and care for the lives of others. So it's all a bit, maybe a bit misty, but but it it does you know make some sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Um and a life according to nature is also a life that that is a matter of living within nature. Mm-hmm. Um we need certain things and we um and and we uh, you know we make use of nature, we make use of uh uh, the vegetable world and you know traditionally the animal world too um, but we do so as part of the world and of course if we um, this is where the environmental factor comes in because of course what what what's happened with human beings in recent years or decades uh, uh, is that we've we've we, we've we're not living within the world we're trying to take the world over as it were and mm-hmm. exploit all of its resources for us yes. what people talk about the anthrop- anthropocene we we're squeezing out the rest of nature um or we are making short-term gains we, we say well well let's um you know, let's uh extract all the fossil fuels and then we'll you know and we'll use them all and we'll go faster and faster and be richer and richer and then um uh, (laughs) and so on now and i think in this sort of way the stoic view of nature and of their view of of the life according to nature as a life according to cosmic nature can be helpful to us now in saying that i'm not saying that stoics were brilliant Environmentalists, because their the 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 their, the the their life was so fantastically different. Um, I mean, th- that it's hard to say that, but 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 yeah. of course, they, the way they were living, as a matter of fact, like like every, the way everyone was living until about you know the nineteenth century was much more in tune with nature mm. than the life we are leading now because the life we are leading now is hurtling us towards disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It's it's hurtling us towards global warming with uh, going to have incalculable effects, Mm -hmm. uh, which will be most disastrous for human beings, uh, as well as for all the many other species and and types of of life that we have already eliminated many of, but but, uh, eliminating more. So, but so, but I think it's more. It's not that I'm saying that the Stoics, as it were, led the most perfectly environmental life. Um, but I think that the Stoic ideas can help us try and get back on course mm-hmm. into a way of living that that is that is much better.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's what that's what I was really appreciating about what you were sharing is it's almost like an alternative to the way that we're showing up for that we're showing up right now that is causing us to hurdle towards this uh, catastrophic environmental disaster. And, and I was almost making this connection between what you're saying with the indifference mm-hmm. the indifference being these things that are neither good nor bad but depending mm-hmm. if we're using them for vices or virtues, they turn good or bad. I was making that connection with almost, yeah, recently the machines and the tools that we have are becoming so increasingly more powerful.
2: Mm-hmm. And, it,
0: and what I'm making, I'm I'm like seeing this connection between like we're hurtling toward this environmental disaster, and mm-hmm. what I imagine the stoic perspective on this, and maybe this is a thread to. To pull on is like we're using this this massive machine that is potentially indifferent is being used for vices or environmental destruction what would it look like to take these you know uh this increasingly powerful technology that the that our society is creating and actually shift it from the use relating to it with vice versus virtue or, or here's this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I want to say like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we have technology. What would it look like to support the environment or human nature with that technology through the mm-hmm. pursuit of virtue rather than through vices? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm appreciating your, your comments on um, yeah what does it look like to to live a life in relationship with the environment and i find it fascinating it's a little unclear to me still the um you were saying the qualities of nature that the stoics have of of like creative yes. energy and and yes. how that kind of fits into this conversation too or like yes. is i get i guess the last question is like are these things that we are that we strive to embody like the virtues like the energies of nature um, or is it like how? How do you relate to like uh, enacting well, those as a part of life?
1: Well, um, yes, that's not that's. Um, I think that the. I think that the, the energy, as it were, is yeah, yeah. It's um, well, it's quite a complex question. I think. I think that in a way, the Stoics do think we should be more. Like it sounds not, not, uh, in modern religious terms, rather a, uh, uh, a dangerous thing to say, but we, we should strive in a way to be a more like God, more like the Stoic God, mm-hmm. um, in the, the Stoic God is somebody who, um, somebody is a force, is, is that the, the, the force of nature is, 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 nature is in itself beneficent, benevolent, benevolent, or beneficent. So um, the use of, the the, the, the energy is um, present throughout the world, but that energy is, first of all, stable. That's one thing that the, the Stoics have, uh, their view of nature is it's stable. Um, and it is forms a kind of coherent system. It forms a coherent system. Mm-hmm. And it is... It is benevolent in the sense that the this coherent system enables us, sorry, enables the world and the universe, it enables everything within the, the world and the universe to exist and to flourish. Mm-hmm. So so those, I think these ideas are ones that that um I don't know if it yes, perhaps it's not so much a matter of of trying to be like. The, the world, but it's trying to. As far as we have a um, a capacity to affect the world, it's trying to create or to recreate those conditions, those conditions in which the world can function as an organic and coherent system, a stable system,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and one that enables or um, everything within the world to to go on. Uh, um uh and to flourish and to achieve its eudaimonia Mm -hmm. now the problem so the first thing we need to do (laughs) is stop doing a lot of the things we are doing (laughs) i mean we have to you know we have to stop thinking well what really matters is my eudaimonia um is uh, you know that's all that matters and uh, and, and, and it's a, ma- a ma- matter of, or we have to kind of get a better understanding of what eudaimonia is, so we don't think, well, the most important thing, the most important thing is that I have a g- good feel-good factor, and then if I I will only get my really good feel fac- feel-good factor if I, um, you know, I have my vacations exactly where I want to be, even if they're the other end of the world. If I've got the money, I can go there, I can you know, okay, well, I'm just creating lots of my carbon footprint is huge. um, And I'm building a, you know, a massive hotel in places that are actually deserts uh, and so on. We've got so, but that's okay, because at least it gives me a big feel good factor. So I think it's a matter of, it's a matter of each one of us individually and us as a society and as members of communities, Thinking more about what a world looks like and and would look like if we are trying to create a stable coherent uh, 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 cosmos order which which in which everything can coexist and have its you know have its its scope for flourishing <laughs> and of course that is exactly what you know most environmental Ethics is concerned with. It is concerned with exactly those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think obviously the Stoics, Stoicism, this ancient philosophy can't tell us, you know, exactly how that's going to work out. But what it can do is give us a kind of a sense of how that would fit into a good human life, of how of how leading that kind of life, leading a life according to nature in that sense, how as I said, happiness is the life according to nature, and it can be according to human nature, being rational, trying to exercise the virtues, and it can be according to nature as a whole. And nature as a whole is characterized then by uh, stability, coherence, uh, 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 and by um, an ordered in a space that enables um, the f- flourishing of everything within nature. So it's living according to that. It's living with that as part of your ideals. So your ideals are not just about, oh, I want my life to look like that. My life, my your ideals also include that understanding of nature as part of your objectives, part of the project, part of the telos. hmm so I want to live yes. the kind of life in which that would be uh, part of an objective. And of course, you know, you might say, well, you're not going to make any difference. Saying, you know, you can, live, you can change your life as much as you want. It won't have any effect. But of course, if we all do that, if we all do that, then of course, it, it makes a huge difference. Right. That's why it's important to say these things. Because then the more people who who have this as an objective, the more people live, a life according to nature in this sense, the more likely it is that people will take the necessary steps. Mm-hmm. They will reduce their carbon footprint, they will reduce their use of fossil, of fossil fuels. Um, they will work towards net zero. And, and 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 then these things make a difference. And then what you're so you're, you're, you're working to correct the mistakes of the past, which which. Um, and and working towards the life according to nature in this broader sense, the mm-hmm. stasis can give us a kind of ideal. It can expand our ideals, so uh, our objectives, our goals, the life according to human nature, the life according to nature as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Which is also so. care, and we're caring for ourselves because we're, we're we're leading the best possible human life, and we're also caring for others. Because we're, we're all affected by this, we're all mm-hmm. in it, we, we all have the same environment. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm noticing as I asked that previous question, there was still like a very individualist frame I was coming from of like, what do I embody from what you just said to be more virtuous. what I'm noticing now is is from what you're saying, what I appreciated was it's more like how do I act? Ethically in relationship to the environment in a way that supports its own flourishing. And it's it's less like what do I, I, I'm noticing it's less like what do I embody, and more like how do I act in a way that supports the flourishing of nature because ultimately I'm a part of nature and yes. nature's flourishing is my flourishing. And so yes. it's more like uh yeah, the the ethical and decision-making frame in response to or relationship to nature i appreciate that the clarity and the uh, distinctions that you were bringing
1: yes it's it's partly the we it's a it's a question of thinking of 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 not i but we Mm -hmm. uh it's partly thinking of oneself as part of the community your own community your immediate community of course that's one of the stoic ideas the community of humankind Mm -hmm. so we should think of ourselves as the center of a series of concentric circles we are are, we're a member of a there's me here there's my family my partner my um neighbors my you know my community my country and so on out you go and then you've got the human human race but also this we needs to be expanded in a sense in a further sense because we're we're also part of nature and we we affect nature and the more of us The more of us act in a certain way, the greater the effect of the effect on nature.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Um, I see we're almost getting up on time. I'm wondering, uh, there's any closing thoughts you want to share that feel unresolved or that you um, or, maybe, <laughs>
1: well, or maybe your book? <laughs> well, you, you did in one of your uh, you did mention that or in your preliminary questions you mentioned the four persona theory um uh, th- sorry the theory of the four roles and i mm-hmm. think you would maybe we could say a little bit about that because it might be helpful too
2: yeah um, to- okay, totally
1: so the stoics think that we have four roles and it also brings in this question of individuality that we touched on earlier so we have four roles we have uh roles as a human being okay so that's a primary role we all mm. have we're all human beings, better or worse. And we've got, you know, we, we can all aspire to the qualities of a good human being, of being rational and sociable and living the virtues. We also have our own individual role. Okay, so we have our own individual role, and that consists of, you know, some people have different talents, they have different inclinations. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 not bad. That's just the way we we are. Um, um not sure whether all animals are like that perhaps they are but 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 we know that we are so you have your individual role mm-hmm. and then there are two more roles your role as a pers- as a member of society as a community that's another kind of role uh your given role and then there's you the the role that you choose for yourself the role that you choose for yourself of course you choose when choosing it for yourself and that's uh, 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 what we're working towards. What, we'll have, what we want to do. Well, it might be a job, or it might be a set of objectives, or it might be a project. Um, but the last is 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 a kind of composite of all the other roles. Because when you choose, you're not you choose a role. If you choose well, you choose a role that's right for you so if you you know if you if you have a certain kind of character and you shove yourself into an environment that that you hate you know you're not you're not choosing very, very well
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but you're also choosing of course for others for the other people who share your life and share your 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 concerns and you're also choosing as a good human being so if say you you have this wonderful job opportunity it just involves you know killing people um then then you're not really choosing as a good human being um and um and but now we want to say, i think, in the light of all we've been saying about nature is that you want to as well as all these other roles, another role you would choose is yourself as as your fourth or fifth role might be as 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 part of nature and and as somebody who 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 has a is is an aspect of nature. And wants to promote the flourishing of nature as a whole. So I think the we might instead of the four-role theory that we find in Cicero, we might want to make five roles uh, to bring in <laughs> nature as a whole. Um, we might not have needed to do that if we lived a bit better uh, before, but, but but we do need to do it now. Yeah. And so, so roles can be helpful.
0: And so are you saying that? using these roles as frames they can help us make yes. better ethical decisions
1: yes yes because they, they can just help you might say well you know um oh gosh you know somebody somebody's just said why do not you do this and then and then and then you can test them against these different roles right and Right. say and, and say and say well it seems quite attractive but actually no it doesn't seem attractive because it's in completely in conflict to to leading a good human life right Um, Or it might seem attractive, but no, it's not attractive at all, because it means you've got to, you know, uh, you've got to completely subordinate the relationship you have to to your partner or the relationship that you have to your your family Mm -hmm. or your child. I mean, so, so it can provide you with. And then the same is true of nature. You might say, well, this is a terrific job. It just involves me in flying all over the world on a permanent basis and building up a huge carbon footprint. So, so, no, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it provides a series of kind of useful registers um, that, that can, can help to keep us away from the life, according to my guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally, totally. I really, appre- I really like the role that you talked about of, like, our personal, like, predispositions or, like, there's certain... Yes things that we're predisposed to, yes. and then mapping those on to how are they, in yes. what ways can these predispos- predispositions take form in ways that support nature, community, collective, yes. so it's on that, and so
1: forth. That, so we don't have to think, oh, I'll just focus on the things that, you know, that I, I'm good at or that I, I'm inclined to. You think of, of the things that I'm inclined to as a human being or as part of nature. Mm-hmm. Or as
2: yeah, as it
1: right. It's putting them all together. That's what Cicero says. It's it, it's creating a kind of consistency. It's consistency between all these different roles. It's when all the roles can be played at once that then is a consistent life. And right. actually, that's another of the Stoic definitions of happiness. Happiness is consistency, and it's mm. and of course just on its own doesn't seem a rather empty idea, but when it's fleshed out in terms of these five roles as we've got now or or some of the other ideas then it it, the idea of consistency makes a lot of sense
2: Mm.
1: yeah not just lots of things up but making them consistent living them in a coherent way
0: consistency as in using these as guiding principles for our actions in a consistent way
1: yes Yes, and also making a whole, making a, a life as, 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 as a whole and not just, you know, um, in diff- all di- different little bits. It's trying to make, the co- make it as a coherent whole. Of course, there's more. Right. This isn't just kind of thinking now that you've got to do various things. Mm-hmm. But, 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 um, but it's trying to achieve that degree of consistency so that when right. someone says, oh, well, why didn't you take that job? Well, you would say, well, I didn't want to live like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to live that kind of life.
0: Totally, totally. It's almost like building up like votes for the objectives or the type of life that you want in every decision. Almost as like a vote for, yes. for it and building up coherence that all yes. those votes are in going in the same direction.
1: Yes, you're voting. You want all your votes going in the same direction and that will lead you closer to the life according to nature.
0: Absolutely. I think you, uh, we can close. I think, I think I remember you making an example of, yeah, like choosing not to go on a vacation that like uh, in a far away remote place. And I just heard you relate it with the four or five roles. Um, but I, I also heard you, I think in the other, in the lecture, talk about how it relates to the virtues so I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering, like, is there this like connection between the four virtues and the four roles or like, do they like support each other in some way?
1: They support each other. They're different. You can't you can't correlate them exactly because you can be wise in relation to any of the roles or you can wy- be wise in relation to uh, the way you put the roles together. They're two different. They're, they're two different. Um, they're two different ways of thinking about how you live your life um so you can you
0: take you can take your decisions and you can map the four rules frame on on it yes. or the virtue frame on it yes
1: or and, yeah. and. or
0: and and yeah and yes <laughs>
1: and is good and is stakes so are quite you know and because then we can <laughs> get the, and the whole trying to get the whole
0: yeah right. not 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 either not either or or. either all Either
1: the a life or a coherent life. No, <laughs> I mean, putting them both together, that's what we want to do, yeah. That's if funny. We can, if we can, or working towards it, working towards it.
0: Awesome. Awesome, well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Uh, if you want to share a little more about your book or where people can find your work, um, yeah, feel free.
1: Well, <laughs> I'll just mention the title again. <laughs> um learning to live naturally, stoic ethics and its modern significance, and it's available with Oxford University Press. I'm afraid it's very expensive, um, which but the money isn't going to me, it's going to Oxford University Press. <laughs> but um I it's um $115 or um 80 pounds, I think. Um So I hope if a few people buy it, then perhaps Oxford will put it out in paperback and then it might become a bit affordable. I'm also writing a more introductory book on circism, which I hope will be more affordable again.
0: Can't wait to see it. Um, Well, I think that's enough of a plug. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciated the conversation and yeah.
1: Thank you. Great. Okay. Well, it's been really good talking to you, and uh, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for asking me. Okay. Bye. Bye for now, then.